Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. You are listening to Faith Ignited on Palma One Media, Friday nights, 10 p.m. So if you're listening live and it's 10 p.m. right now, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you guys tuning in and um, leaving some wonderful feedback. Um, Bear with me. Um, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm a little sick today. Um, But I didn't want to miss an episode of Faith Ignited because I believe that the things that we have been talking about here um, on Faith Ignited have been real life situations, real life um, occasions that happen to our loved ones, to our children, to our uh, friends. We Um, there seems to be a lot of sadness in the world right now. Um, While I'm here, I just want to pray for peace in Israel. Pray for peace in Ukraine and all of the other war-torn cities and places and and so many people have lost their lives and um, babies, children, women, there's, there isn't any more rules to um, taking somebody out in the name of their God, which makes me really sad because our God not want us to do those things in his name I can tell you that I believe that with every fiber of my being God is love God is peace the devil has been tempting us every day along our journey and sometimes we let him get the best of us and the reason why I wanted to do this show was because I wanted to touch on um, near-death experiences and um, feel-good stories but I also am on a series right now of um, relationships um, could be with your significant other, could be with your children, could be with your parents, siblings. Um, but there are so many relationships that we have in our lives that we can't imagine if something ever happened to them. But what I do know is that when it's our time, it's our time. When God wants us home, 
he will bring us home. And you guys know I was inspired to do this podcast because of my sweet, sweet friend Rosie. Do you guys remember Rosie was in a car accident? We talk about it every week. We all thought she was going to die. Even the doctors told us she was going to die. And I tell you, it didn't look good. It did not look good. But I also know that Rosie fought to be here again, that as comfortable and as beautiful, because she'll tell you it's beautiful where I was. It's beautiful. It's peaceful. It's warm. It's love. And um, for me, as someone who is a spiritual person, not so much religious, but I am a spiritual person. And I do have my Catholic sacraments and I'll, I'll die a Catholic. But I do also believe in the universe and spirit. And um, I've heard spirit since I was a child. I'm not sure if any of you guys know this about me. Not sure why I'm bringing it up today, but you know, I, I want to do this show in a really honest, honest way. And so when I tell you that there is a heaven, there is a God, there is a place that we go when we leave this earth. And there's an interview that I want you guys to hear. Um, and this man says, we have it all wrong. He says, we have it all wrong. He says that we actually die on earth, but then we turn around and live in eternity with our family and loved ones. So I really would like you guys to kick back, relax, listen to the story, um, and then I do have our um, guest here, Araceli, who's going to be jumping on after this story, and we're going to talk to her um, a little bit about what we talked about last week, touch on some new stuff, and um, just have a simple conversation with you guys because um, I don't think there's much on the radio these days that um, that are honest, that are, um, you know, everyone wants to make a buck, everyone wants to get rich. I'm not doing this to get rich. I'm not doing this for any other reason than to tell you guys what I know about the afterlife tell you guys what I've heard about the afterlife, what I've seen in dreams. And so if you're feeling 
sick or if you know someone who's sick or you know someone who's I know there's a lot of people that are a lot of people with cancer right now a lot of people with uh, medical issues and 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 so many things going on and um with all of that just be mindful that God is watching over all of us. He's taking care of all of us because Rosie is living proof. Rosie is living proof that there is a God. She will tell you she saw God. She will tell you she spoke to God. She will tell you she spoke to her grandparents and her parents. And she will tell you as best she can decipher what's going on right now. It's like she has so much to tell and in time she will. She's uh, recuperating and we thank you, Lord, for keeping her here on earth with us because as selfish as it is, we don't want people that we love to go And it's hard when people say, oh, they're in a better place or, oh, they're at peace. A friend of mine's mom just passed away and she was crying to me yesterday telling me that she doesn't want to hear mom's at peace. She doesn't want to hear mom's in a better place. She misses her mom. She loves her mom. It was such a fast death. She just is spiraling because um, it's just people sometimes want to give their opinions, want to give suggestions, and God bless them. We, We thank everybody for their goodwill, but sometimes... And I know Araceli wants to talk a little bit about this too, but I know sometimes people say things um, to us that um, they really don't think is going to hurt us or affect us in any way. And it does. And um, But I want you guys to hear this story. Um, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Let me get that story queued up for you guys. It's 15 minutes, and I really would love to share it with you. Go. Here it is, guys. Because it all comes back. So I heard you had a near-death experience. Uh, let's let's hear about it. Okay, uh, it was 1994. I was working as a firefighter in Santa Barbara. I was at Station 11 on a paramedic engine. I was an engineer. I drove. And there was a powerful flu epidemic going on in the area. And lots of people were sick. And emergency rooms were full of people. And we went to a patient. She'd been cooped up in her room. And she w- was really ill. And it was obvious we had to move fast because everything about her was wrong. And I uh, grabbed the O2 and booted across the bed and got above her and got a mask on her. And as I was fixing it, tightening it up, she let out this big exhale because she so happy that 
uh, we had arrived and I was taking a, a breath in and I felt my lungs fill with her breath. And I said, well, if, if that's not an inoculation, I don't know what is. And a couple of days later, I was really sick. At this point, I was really ill and I was at home. I was circling the drain. It's hard to get out of bed. I was throwing up and it, going the other way. It was a uh, afternoon of uh, uh, the third day. I think I was looking in the mirror and I said, man, I don't even look like myself. Everything was dark. My heart was racing. It was like 150. And I tried to take my pulse at my wrist because that's a good indicator of what your blood pressure is. And I couldn't get a pulse at my wrist. So I knew it was below 80. Uh, so I called my niece. I called my sister and my niece picked up and she, I tried to talk to her and all it was just a whisper. And she knew there was trouble. She hung up, dialed 911 and Santa Barbara County fire came and picked me up. Guys did a wonderful job. They started high flow IVs. It was obvious that I was severely dehydrated and got me in an ambulance and got me to the hospital. And when we went in, it, the place was full. It was full of people, full of kids and adults, and everybody had this same really powerful flu. And I got put in a room and they kept changing out the IVs. I got, uh, I had a couple of bags by then. I think another one was hung. By the next day, I, when I left, they said they'd given me 11 liters of fluids they're trying to float the system because um, something happened and, and i don't i don't blame anybody um or you know i don't have any uh, ill feelings towards anybody about it because it led to this event which was some something that was you know meant to be and uh, anyway the nurse came in and she said everyone's getting these two drugs something for pain which was a morphine type thing and something for nausea she pushed him into the IV port and, uh, you know, I kind of was sitting up, I was get, you know, getting dressed. My wife was there and I was like, I think I can go home. And she goes, nope, the doctor hasn't even seen you yet. And these are orders for everybody. Anyway, she pushed it and I keeled over. And my wife said uh, that, you know, it really scared them. Uh, they came in and they Narcan'd you. And, and Narcan is something that gobbles up the opiates. And they Narcan'd you. She had it written down three times. And you weren't coming back. So they they put me in intensive care for the night and had all this equipment and tubes and stuff on me. And I don't know any of this. I just, my wife hung in there. And at some point during that night, I left my body. And I found myself flying through this star-filled realm. Every time I tell this story, I just start smiling um, because it all comes back. But yeah, I was flying through this star-filled realm and there were all these magnificent stars, orbs all around me. And they were so welcoming. And it was like I was being paraded through. And I just, all I felt was everything a human ever wants to feel just acceptance and love and joy and being held and all those things all those uh, negative things that we have about ourselves they were gone they were absolutely gone things like you know anger and resentment or spite or jealousy in my opinion those emotions do not travel with us they stay here they're tools for us to learn from so anyway, I was flying through this star-filled realm, feeling absolutely ecstatic, like a cosmic orgasm. And it, it wasn't just an explosion, it was a, that was a full-time vibe. That is what we come from. We get glimpses of it here. When we score the winning touchdown, or we get that job we wanted, or 
get the girl, you know, and all these victories, as you roll them all into one, times it by a million, that is your vibration. So yeah, we come down here for to push against this really dense, harsh vibrations. And uh, it's really a wonderful gift. It, it really is. I'm cruising along and there was cosmic orgasm, just continuous and Oh, and I felt like I'd been released from a hot, dark closet. And I was this huge expanded cloud, a huge expanded balloon. It seemed like I went out forever. And the thing, the thing that I kept saying while I was flying along and I was enjoying everything, and I kept saying, how in the world did I believe I was this dude? It was such a crazy trick that I was this person. And I had all these good points and bad points and you know buttons you know there's we all have them, emotional buttons that are going to send me into whatever depression and they were gone all that was gone all that was gone and that remained with uh, the person that was bill letson and i i had full knowledge of bill letson's entire life and knew all the details and i didn't want anything to do with it and i like him he's a good guy but i didn't want anything to do with it the thought of going back was out of the question it, my body was, I was well aware that my body was behind and it was like a banana peel. What are you going to do with a banana peel? You're going to throw it away. And that's what it felt like. So I fly along and then all of a sudden I landed. I landed in a place that was solid. It had indirect lighting and there were gurneys around and there was equipment that was hanging from the ceiling. It was like a facility or a clinic or something. And right in front of me, there were, there were beings. There were these three short little hooded guys and they looked exactly like those beings in the movie Communion. The guys I saw, they were in front of me. They had big smiles on their face and they had these dark hoods and uh, squatty little bodies and one woman wrote to me and she said i was taken by these many times as a kid and she goes i called them the warthog men the warthog men have come and, and taken me and she said when i saw that movie communion uh, my you know i dropped my popcorn and says that they looked exactly like that and i've gotten a number of emails from people saying thank you for doing this because i thought it was just mine so anyway yeah they they look kind of um i don't know creepy is the right word but they look different but for me they were sweethearts and they were saying things like how was it what did you learn what can you tell us and i was extremely confused all of a sudden i was in this place with these beings from a cartoon basically and one of them stepped forward and he took a long look at me and then he turned to the other two and he said he doesn't remember us and they all started giggling and i was like well guys i'm having a little trouble all of a sudden things are very strange from my perspective you know and uh i kind of remember you but give me a little time and they were giggling and bouncing around and they were wonderful and then there was this other guy and he was sort of in charge he was kind of in the background he came forward and he was this tall wispy guy and he had this incredible ecstatic smile his eyes were open his eyebrows were up and he had this wonderful smile and laugh and he was obviously in charge but he was the best boss anybody could ever have. He wasn't, uh, you know, uh, very strict at all. When he came forward towards me, my throat just tightened and my chest expanded. And I thought I was going to break down in uncontrollable crying from love. There was so much love pouring from this being that it was overwhelming. It was paralyzing. Um, 
And I, I just love, I just loved it. I loved those guys. Uh, he was cool. There, there was some back and forth stuff. And uh, every time I said something, he had this chuckle. I could feel it in, inside of me. He had this laugh. I got the impression that, you know, um, looking at it from a third person, that that was a relationship between a, a father and a child. And he loved me unconditionally. And at one point I said, I, I'm not going back there. No way, no how, ever. So I guess I got to move on from this place eventually. And uh, so, you know, what's next? A review of my life? Uh, is, would you guys like to get started with that? And he just, uh, he just loved that. He just cracked up uh, like a little, like I was a little toddler trying to take over. And he said, sure, sure, let's do that. How do you want to start? So I started talking to him, I was telling uh, stories about um, jobs that, uh, I wish they'd taken, you know, my wife and I got this offer for this job on an island off the coast and we were going to live on this island by ourselves and, and take care of the wildlife. And it was really super remote. It was like an hour helicopter ride off the coast. And, and she wanted that. That was, that was right up her alley. And I took a fire job. I still wanted excitement. And, but I, I wish I'd done that for her because she's never asked for anything, but she did want that. So yeah, I talked a little bit about that and a few other things, and nobody was listening. They didn't care. It was obvious that I was brought in there for a quick show and tell, and I wasn't staying. It wasn't the end of my life, and I was the only one in the room that didn't know that. And at one point, he said, okay, that's enough. He stepped forward like a father and said, time to go back, and that just floored me. I was like, what? Go back? I'm not going back there. There's no way. He says, yeah, you got to go back. You got things to do. And they're important. And the three little guys, it was like they were, they were reassigned. They just disappeared. They went somewhere else in the facility. And it was just he and I, and uh, he came forward and he, he's like, okay, you're going back. And he, as he stepped forward, I felt myself slipping back. The place just started to break up. It started to dematerialized. It's like I was being beamed out of there and I was going to another channel, I was going to another frequency. And it was a descending feeling and I dropped away into darkness. It wasn't a good place. It wasn't um, someplace you wanted to be. It was Lindor. and it was dismal and you didn't want to stay there. Then I, I, I was back in my body and I woke up and a nurse came by and she says, you're awake. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I need to talk to you. And she said, I, I just got to go tell the doctor. We were, we've been worried about you. We didn't know what was going to happen with you. We didn't know what was going on. And I said, okay, that's cool. You can go talk to the doctor. But first, what am I doing back here? You know, I was, I was pissed. I said, I was home. I'd made it out of here. I was home with my best bros. How is it that I ended up back here? I had bought the farm. I was convinced of it. She said, honey, you've been in escrow, but you fell out of escrow and now you're back with us and you're going to have to get your head around that. And I thought that was, you know, looking back, that was really good advice because after that experience, anybody who has an experience like that, you know, the, um, the yogis and the, the spiritual teachers, they'll tell you, get back in your life and chop wood and carry water and do the things that support your life and keep it going because you're on a journey. 
you know, you're, you're a soldier for the, the higher self, this higher version of you that came for experiences that are mapped out. You know, get back on the job and make them proud on the other side that you gave your best and you, you made the highest vibration choices in this life. What, so then what what's what was the dark place that you spent a little time in and what, what was its point? What's the purpose of it? It's up to us to create our vibration. You know, when we live our life and our vibration is low because we've been selfish and self-centered and mean-spirited. And, you know, we all, we all know these people. We've all met them. And when we leave our bodies, when we die and leave our bodies, our vibration is going to match that low vibration of that those lower places and that's where where we'll be stuck it's not forever it's just till we sort out where we went wrong in this life and because we are these infinite amazing beings if you listen to those people who you know they they give a um a video about going to hell it almost every time it's like they sort it out one woman was in a coma for weeks and at one point she she sorted it out and she started um, singing a spiritual song that she sang in church, and she popped right out of hell. <laughs> and, and but and she said that most of the time she had no idea she was dead. This thing about leaving this world in an astonished state, you know, you're going to bump around in these low vibrational places until you can sort out that astonishment. And for some, it's it could be a long time. Edgar Casey, when he used to leave his body to give a reading, he would sit quietly until the vibration started right in his eyes, and uh, he would start that um, that REM sleep, that blinking thing that uh, you, you talked about, and I feel it all the time. Then he would find himself a little speck of light outside of his body, and he knew that he had to follow the light in order to stay safe, and that the first uh, level of re the realms that he visited or he moved through he would move over to the staircase and it was this like jacob's ladder and he would start up the staircase and he would pass these little hooded gnomes and elves and things and they had very dark robes at uh, the lower levels and then they'd be light colored at the higher levels and there'd be like eight levels i think and he'd go into the kashik records and get a reading and return but he said that those first that first level was a place of nightmares. The things that were alive in that area were nightmarish. People were there, but they were greatly deformed. They'd have huge hands or giant feet or you know, just these body parts that were really bizarre looking. And he, he said as he, he would follow the light to this stairwell and, and then he would uh, ascend and he'd pull out of those places. And, you know, I think this guy, Michael Tamara, he talks about this thing as we go through these lives and we sort out what we really are, who we really are, and we die well. We die realizing uh, that we live forever and we can't be harmed. And I just got to stay the course and follow the light. We're, we're living in an illusion. This is a really good play and we all got parts in it, but when we go home, you don't want to come back here. This thing we call death, we've got it completely backwards. It is a beautiful thing. It is a 10 million percent upgrade instantly. We have not lost anybody. They've slipped out of the physical and they've gone home. And they're just a little further up the trail than we are right now. But we'll see them again and everything is fine. Everything is beyond fine for them. Hey, thank you for watching. 
Oh my gosh, I love that man's story. I love the way he tells it. I love his message. Um, his interpretation is more of a scientific, I would say, type interpretation. Maybe he doesn't have a religion or a faith. Um, but the premise, the premise and the bottom line is that where we are today is not where we're going to end up. Where you are today is just a pit stop as we go along this trail and this journey of life. And I would like to now invite Araceli to join the program. Hi, sweetheart. Are you there? Yes, I'm here, Nancy. Hi, sweetie. Thanks Let's. For having me again. Oh my gosh, it's been such a hit that I'm like, we're doing a series, and you're doing it, and she's like, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, how are things with home? How are things with you? How are things with things Rosie? Are, yeah, they, everything's actually flowing really well. Rosie is doing a lot better with her speech mm -hmm. um they are implementing now her physical therapy and speech together mm -hmm. because the her physical actually her strength is really good they're starting to use resistant bands and ankle weights and things like that because she's getting stronger mm -hmm. um she still struggles with her words or you know long sentences yes. but i tell her you know slow down think about what you want to say and then say it yeah. so you know she's doing a lot better as the weeks progress um i am taking her to get an mri um this weekend the the neurosurgeons they want to see the neurologist i should say yes. they want to see how her brain is doing with the swelling right um and with the edema that is on the back part of her head near you know the her neck okay the back of the head where she landed um, right where she landed yeah where she hit so yeah. that will determine um you know hopefully it's less i think she had 30 percent still there so wow. you know with patients with time, that type of trauma yes. with alphasia it's yeah. time yeah. but within the six months is when they have the most recovery yeah um but after the year of the accident um, patients with brain trauma tend to plateau. So, you know, we have, I mean, we're only three months in or right. now going into four months. Right. So there's time mm -hmm. and she's recuperated. So, lots you know, I have faith that she'll recover. Yeah, lots of time. She just yeah. had a birthday. Happy birthday, Rosie. She had a birthday. Yeah. And um, God, um, four months ago, we didn't know if she was going to even be here for her birthday. Yeah, four um, months. yeah, almost four months. Four months, right? Um, almost, so yeah, the, November will be four. The progress has been absolutely amazing, right? Yeah, she's even wanting to go back to work. <laughs> no, so, girl, oh yeah. my God. Which, I go, no, not yet, no. you know, but, but I want to. I said, I know you will, you'll get there. You'll get there, yeah. You'll get there, and yeah, you'll get there and give yourself grace because she does get frustrated. And yes. Never mind, and I said, no, don't say never mind. Take your time on, you know, saying what you want to say because I want to know what you have to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and she 
you want to share with the audience, um, she told you she wanted to go see someone on Sunday. Yeah, so I was talking to her today, this uh, this afternoon, and um, we were talking about, you know, her appointments that she has, and then I said, well, Sunday, you know, we have all day to, to spend together, and she said, I want to go see Papa, mm. and I paused, and I said, well, you know, Papa has passed away, Yeah. and she goes, no, oh. and I'm thinking, ooh, she means God. Yes, yes. And I said, you want to go to church? Is that is that who you is that who you want to see? You want to go? You want to go visit God? But she goes, yes, Papa. Oh. And I said, okay. I said, all right. Uh, we'll go to church on Sunday. My we can go. We can go visit Papa. Oh my God! How beautiful! Yeah. Ah, makes you want to yeah. cry. And um, you know, she told me. I I asked her. I said, you you, you want to talk about what happened while you were gone? Yeah. And she's all sure. <clears throat> and I said, was Dad there? And she said, yeah. And I said, did, did he say anything? She said, no, he was quiet. Mm. He he just said, be strong. Mm. And uh, she said, you know, Grandpa? And I said, yeah. She goes, you remember how he used to hug us when we were kids? Mm. And she starts crying. Mm. And I said, yeah, I remember. And she says, he hugs like that. Oh. He hugs me like that. And um, she said, Mom said that it wasn't my time, that it, I needed to be strong, that the girls needed me. So she keeps saying that part, yeah. <clears throat> you know, often. And um, I told her, yeah, they, they do need you. They do. They you know, did. they do need you. Yeah. And her she said, yeah, too. my job's not done. My job's not done. And I said, no, your job is not done. Well, you think that was something that was told to her or something that she just feels? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, she she no, she feels it and she knows it yeah. because then, you know, she started crying again. She's like, I miss them. Uh, I want to see them again. Uh, and I said, well, honey, you're blessed to have seen them and to yes. have had the opportunity to spend time with them. Yes. And at least now you know that you will see them again. Yes. yes. And now you know that... All those stories, movies that you've seen on different networks, books that you have read, you know, talking about after, you know, near-death experiences and yes. ha- is heaven real yes. and all of that. Now yes. you know it's true. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I just want to scream yes. it from a rooftop. I just, it's like she's living proof. She's, yeah, living, she's living proof. proof that there is a yeah. God. My God. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and, think um, telling us that gives us like <clears throat> renewed faith, right? Like, okay, right. And that's exactly what I told her. I said, you know, I believed before, but now you me up a couple notches, yeah, or a lot of notches, yeah. You know, because now, now, I mean, you're my sister. I know that you, there's no way you would make this up. No. And I said, um, the other thing too, you know, that I want to tell you is, is thank you, thank you for that. Because, I mean, I, I had faith before, but she renewed my faith. Amen. Reignited. And mm. she actually reignited it. And she told her, I said, you know, when you're ready to share your story, you're going to be able to help so many people. Yeah. Not only your girls, but yes. you were given the opportunity to help others yes. Yes. with what you've been through, whether it be scientifically with medicine. Mm-hmm. 
because, you know, she is, you know, a walking miracle, right? Um, and I mean, three care months. providers. Some are, people are in hospital for two, three years for, for injuries like that. Like, I, yeah, I just three months they were ready to send her home. You guys, it's a miracle beyond any miracle that I've ever um, been a part of or seen firsthand. Like, she tells the story and she believes it with every ounce of her being and Mm -hmm. therefore like you said she's so innocent now and she just says she doesn't know how to lie she doesn't even know how to do that yeah she's unfiltered yeah yeah yeah. And her laugh is even different. Her laugh is genuine. Mm-hmm. She never laughed how she laughs now. Mm, that's um, huge. She glows differently. You know, she is very thankful about everything. And she wasn't, not that she was prideful. She was never prideful or Mm-mm. egotistical or anything like that. But she was just reserved. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, it's, I mean, there's not a day she doesn't tell me she loves me. Amen. And not a day she doesn't tell me thank you. Amen. Amen. And I remember yeah. when she was in the coma, you were kind of getting mad because you're like, you know, I'm here changing my whole life. And um, my relationship with my sister is not the best. And your sister, before the accident, when was the last time she told you she loved you? I don't even remember. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's different. She's different. She's, your guys' bond is, oh, my God, so, so solid right now. You guys are. Oh, no, yeah. I told her. I said, I'll always be with you. And I'm always going to be with the girls and Edgar. Mm -hmm. I said, "Um, you have me always 24-7. That's all you wanted, right? You just... Yeah, that's all I wanted with her, yeah. You just wanted to hang out with her and see mm-hmm. her, but... No, it was so funny. I didn't tell you that story. So, mm-hmm. on, um, what's today? Today's Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Tuesday night, I, I was here. I was at home, and I'm like, you know, I feel like baking something. Yeah. So, I baked some scones. Mm-hmm. And I took some to David, and on my way back home, because, you know, he lives close to my sister, I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna call her, and I'm just going to stop by and give her a hug. Aww. I just wanted to give her a hug. Yeah. You know, I, I just didn't want to stay long. I just, it was already, you know, getting late. late. Yeah. But I, I just needed, I needed to see her. <sighs> so, <clears throat> I pull up, and she's like, oh, my God, what are you doing here? And I go, I just needed to give you a hug. So then I said, you know what, why don't you guys stop by? I know that you guys have to go get Noelia from work. Mm-hmm. And I live close to where Noelia works. And I, and I go, why don't you guys stop by? And right away, Edgar's like, okay. And I thought, they're not going to stop by. You know, by that point, it's going to be close to 10 o'clock at night. They're not stopping by. Yeah. And they stopped by. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. So the girls and Edgar, my sister, you know, first she climbed 16 steps of the uh, stairs to get up to my place uh, and then she didn't want to sit down she's like i've been sitting down and laying down for too long i don't want to sit down i oh said okay my god. Oh my god. um they ate 
the scones that I baked and some other dessert uh, that I had. Edgar made himself comfy and started watching Netflix and had a coffee and the girls were all chitter chatter and stuff. And, you know, by that point, it was close to 11 o'clock at night. And Rosie's like, "Um, excuse me, we have to go. She has to get up early to go to work. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. That's so, amazing. Oh my God, sis. I'm so But never, happy for you. never, ever would have that happened like before. Never, never. Just them to come over to chill. Oh my God. Oh, I know. Your brother in law, number one, like getting com- comfy on your couch and like, what? Oh, no. He totally made a profile of, of uh, for himself on my Netflix account. Oh and my. I'm like, okay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's a different, it's a different. Yeah, it's totally care of me. It's a different dynamic. Yeah, and he has so much uh, respect for you now. He he did before, but I think he didn't. uh, You know, when we all live our lives, and that's why I I like to stress a lot that you know, don't wait for something like that to happen. To happen? No, and you know, I think we don't we don't give people. Um, the gift of seeing us, right, right, right. They see the 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 hustle and bustle. Yes, the you know what I call you know just busy body. Each other on special occasions, a busy body, and the, you know that's not life. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know, and people will see you and be like, "God, she's so strong." And and you and I talked about this a little bit. Yeah. It, it's not good to be strong. Strong is actually weakness, right? Because yeah. people that are strong, you can't you can't approach them. You yeah. feel like you know they're too high strong. Yeah, um, they're not. You want to be yeah. resilient. Mm-hmm. That's a big you know because me personally, yeah, you want to be resilient. Yeah. You know, something bad happens. Everybody has a problem. Everybody's going through something. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. No, no. Everybody has a problem of some sort. They do. They do. You know, so we have to be um, loving to one another. Yes, yes. Yeah, we have to be loving. And, you know, um, I think that you have been, um, I don't know, you're just different. Like, the accident changed you, too. (laughs) Yeah, like, she did change me, and I told her thank you for that. Yeah, she yeah, like, I, like, yeah. you know, not to say, but you were a hard ass. Like you have I been, was. you have been most of your life. So, yeah, um, the softer, more um, vulnerable side of yourself. I just want to let you know, it's so beautiful. It's so thank beautiful you. to see where you have come where how far you have come and even though the problem with rosie is is getting solved there's always other things like we talked about your relationship Mm -hmm. with your son and the estrangement the estrangement there makes it difficult because like holidays are coming and like Oh, yeah. You know. And I typically struggle with the holidays yeah. just because my parents are gone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the holidays are coming. And I mean, I was actually talking about that today with a friend. I'm not looking forward to it. No. I mean, yes, I'm blessed to have my sister. No. Yeah. You know, but um, every year for the past four years, somebody's been taken away. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. So my family is smaller and smaller. Yes. Um, but I heard, you know, a podcast earlier this week, um, and they talked about I am who I or I I uh, I was that person, that strong one, the you know my way or the highway, mm-hmm. you know the not the ego, but moving in my ego and mm-hmm. and prideful mm-hmm. and. If I am different now and say my son doesn't want to get to know me now, yeah, yeah, he's losing out, yes, right? Yes, yes, and I'm not tooting my horn, but no, no, but I no. hope, I hope that he um, can forgive me, he will, um, or or show me some grace, he will, to be able to get to know this new version. Yes, yes, you know, yes. and and. I think it doesn't matter if we're male or female. Um, we all need our mom. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we all need our dad, too. Yeah. You know, and I know that that's something that he's lacking for not having one. Right. Um, but that but doesn't excuse the behavior. It doesn't. No, it doesn't excuse behavior and it doesn't excuse um not giving an opportunity. Yeah, because, listen, right. you wanted his father to be in his life. It wasn't your choice. Oh, yeah. No, it was not. It's not like you just had a kid with the random guy. You were in love with No, I was married person. to him. You are married. He was your husband. Mm-hmm. He, this is your son. This is your family unit. Yeah. Um, you know, and the sacrifices that you have made for your son that he doesn't even know about. Um, right. just getting through life as a single mom, you know, um, and he will, he will come around, um, yeah, he'll come around, he'll come but you know, around. like, like, let God and let, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let God. So yeah. do I cry about it anymore? I don't yeah. because I, I know God has it. Yeah. yeah. And if you would have told me a year ago that I was going to be and be how I am now and everything that has happened this past year. I would have never imagined. No, no, never. A year ago that all of this that has happened in this time frame. Um, yeah, I would have been like, you're you're nuts. That's not going to happen. That's too much. Yeah. Well, you know, you were so fragile during that time too, because it was like, it's almost like, you were just getting pounded and pounded and pounded. It was one thing after another. From yeah. every angle. And mm-hmm. um, the old Araceli would, would act like she didn't need help or didn't want help or didn't right. need us. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but... I don't know. I your eyes are different. Um, you your soul is different. I feel like um, your soul grew like immensely when your sister um, told you about everything, and and now it's like you said she reignited your faith. So now you know that mm-hmm. that you are going to be together with your mom and your dad again. And, and yeah, what would you say like to people who the holidays are coming up and 
there's an estrangement in a relationship, what's the best way to get through that? I think having thoughts of love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to ponder on the negative. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. You have to be self-aware of your thoughts because, and I've talked about this before, it's a, you know, downhill spiral, right? I mean, you just start spiraling down yeah. and, and that's not good. And it's really hard to get up after you're down. Yes, yes, yes. So we have to be thankful for the experience as tough as it may be. Right. Nothing is in vain. Everything is for a reason, and for those who believe in a higher power, spirit, God, whatever, they only give us what we can handle. That's right. Always. And we don't know why things happen a certain way and might be mad about it, you know, upset about it. Yes. Um, But you just have to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I feel it. You know, you feel it. I mean, you feel like your friend that lost her mom. Yeah. And I have a friend that just recently lost her sister, and she was really going through it this week. Yeah. And I said, you you hurt because you love. Yeah. And there's there's no length of grief. No. I still grieve for my mom. That's right. But the, but the love is timeless. Yeah. And that's, you know. Your the, sister, your family member, whatever, it's timeless. It's, yeah. Love doesn't know death. Right. Amen. 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 And and uh, God is love. So with God is love, yeah. You know, so it all makes sense. And and I think that that's why I love having you as a guest is because I feel like you have done so much work on like yourself and just how to deal with people. You, um, you know, have your patience and stuff like that, that you, um, get attached to too, right? Like you, oh yeah, I do. and you had some bad news this week too. And it's just like, it feels right. like there's never, but like you said, we just got to remember that nothing is in vain. Everything. Nothing's happens. in vain. Yeah. I mean, um, I'll, I'll be transparent, you know, it was hurtful and a very, unfamiliar place when my mom got diagnosed with cancer Mm -hmm. um this week i called the patient and she and i'm like i just called to check up on her like hey you know i haven't seen you in a while you know what's going on how you been and she's like i've been wanting to talk to you Mm. for for and every time i call you know you're you're either busy or you know you're not there or you you left the day or what have you and i said you know you okay and she's like no i have cancer Oh, my God. And I said, what? She said, yeah. She's, uh, um, I have breast cancer. It's in my liver now, and I'm stage four. And I said, I, I am so sorry you're going through this. I know it's very hard. <clears throat> but had I not been through it with my mom, yes. I wouldn't have known what to say. Yeah. See that. Or how to handle her. Yeah. Or how to be present there for her. Because yeah. people that are sick, they don't want pity. No, that's just, you know they they need your strength, they yeah. need your support, they yes. need your love, yes. and even people that are hurt emotionally yes. or people that are hurt mentally, 
or yeah. you know they don't need pity no they they, they don't want it it's like they don't want it no. they they want love they want to be seen as heard exactly so yeah that's you know that was that was hard that's but a gut punch um, the, you know. i just yeah but uh, yeah it kind of I, and I'll be honest, it kind of just dampened my day, and I had a plan, you know, plan to to work out and whatnot. But I'm an I'm I'm empathetic, empathetic, yes. empathetic. Yeah. yeah, right. I have a lot of empathy yeah, for people. You're an empath, and uh, I'm an empath, yes. and I absorb. I'm a sponge, and yes. I don't know how to not be. Yeah, well, that's. But you know what, true. though, I would rather be a sponge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Be a sponge. I get that. Um, I know that I'm resilient. I know that, yeah, it might sadden me a little bit, but I, I am, if I can help somebody, I will. Yes. If my pain and my struggles can help somebody push through or be better, I will do it. Amen. And that's, and that is why <coughs> I've said, like, you are <clears throat> a wealth of knowledge and you have such um, impactful words and um, great advice for people in a lot of situations that they're going through. Um, you know, I know that, um, I know that you, you give tough love. That's just, that's what you do, but you yeah. also, um, you also love like, the love that you and your sister have right now, it just, it's like a ray of sunlight. It's like, it's glowy and beautiful. And, um, even the relationship with your nieces and your, uh, just the whole family. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It really is. And I feel so blessed. So yes, I may not have my son around, yeah. but I'm being blessed in a different, different way. And God tries to do that in our lives. He can't, it can't, you know, so bad. it's okay. Yeah. So we can't have everything. Yeah. And yeah. so be thankful for the things we have. Yeah. And, you know, it, we're all struggling, you yes. know, let's, let's be there for one another. Yes. And, you know, maybe, you know, my weakness is your strength, Nancy yes. and vice yes. versa. Yeah, absolutely. Sis. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, just people need to remember that. Give each, give yourself grace, you know, more than anything. More than we beat ourselves yeah. up a little too hard. Yeah. You know, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. It's not good for you and it's not good for your loved ones and, your, you know, the people around you. No, no. And, so. Um, and you, it's like, um, these are all stepping stones for us to get to a higher level and for us yes. to... Um, you know, grow and evolve and change and 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 like like that guy said in the interview, like it's almost like you don't want to disappoint them up there. Like you're like they're no. all rooting for us. Like they're all rooting for us to make the right decision and do the right thing. And I don't want to disappoint God. I don't want to disappoint my family. So I live differently as you get right older. but you know he's a but he's a forgiving god yeah. too yes absolutely so we have to remember that yep absolutely he, he knows that we're not perfect yeah 
Yeah. We weren't built perfect. No. We're perfect in his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to be not so hard on ourselves. And if we fail today, you know what? There's a tomorrow. That's Let's right. try again tomorrow. That's right. That's right. Let's and try again tomorrow. What beautiful, beautiful advice. And, um, I love having you here because I, like I said, I feel like um, people need to hear what you're saying. People need to hear um, the advice and then uh, because I think the world, the temperature of the world right now is so, so sad. And people are wanting um, they need more love. We need more love in this world. We need more love. We need to love one another. Be good to one another. Um, try to live and, and love the way that we were meant to live in love. And um, get up and, and try and try again. And, and that's why I feel so blessed to have met you and Rosie and Jordan and um, everyone. But now I so know why God wanted us to be, to know one another, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I so uh -huh. understand his plan. Um, and, you know, you say a lot of the time that I, I helped you or I've helped you, but you have helped me in a lot more than um, I, I give you, you know, like I, you have helped me be strong too because I know that um, if I call you that you're going to not be like, oh, Nance, it's okay. You're going to be like, no, you're going to do this and this and this. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't, you know, let's just try again. Like you said, try again. Make it better right. the next time. Um, and that's with every relationship that we have, wouldn't you say? Like everyone in our lives. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, we but we have to also be self-aware, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and be aware. You know what? I kind of dropped the ball a little bit on this yesterday. Yeah. You know, next time, you know, something like that happens, um, you know, it could be something similar as, you know, you're doing the dishes or making dinner or you're four-year-old comes up to you mommy mommy look at this drawing that i made well can't you see i'm making dinner yeah it just no. stop making dinner yes give your child that yes. five seconds of wow baby that's a great painting yeah or that's a great drawing that you made yes yes and even our you know adult friends family members you know well can i you know if you can't talk or just don't pick up the phone, right? Yeah. As an example, right? Yeah. Just don't pick it up. Yeah. Because they're all excited to tell you a story or maybe there's somebody that takes them a little longer to get off the phone and you just don't have the time. You, you come off standoffish, you come off cold. We have to be careful on how we show up for people. Yes. That's my point of the story. Yes. That's, uh, so, you know, be careful how, how you show up because if the tables were turned, you know, we would be hurt too. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and that's, that's the bottom line is, and if you, 
love somebody, tell them that you love them. If you yes. if you say I need to spend time with you, tell that person I need mm -hmm. to spend time with you. Um embrace the difficulties and the blessings in life and take each thing as it comes and and we roll with the punches but we know that at the end of the day when all um all is said and done uh we know that we have a forgiving and loving god that um, yeah. loves us and shows us what love is supposed to look like so if we can emanate that to other people, um, I think that we're we're doing the best we can um, on earth, you know? And that's just what it is. And share your stories, share your testimonies, share your um, experiences. What experiences? Yes. Yes. Share because um, don't left anything unsaid. You no. never know if that's going to be the last time you're going to speak to that person. Yeah. Uh, so live honestly, live lovingly, live knowing that um, if you surround yourself with a good, strong group around you, your circle around you, and you know who your circle is and you keep those people um, feeling loved and appreciated, um, we're doing our job and we're, we're paying it forward. What we've yeah. learned. But, you know, also too, I mean, our friends, you know, our, our close ones, loved ones, you know, friends, family members, coworkers, what have you, mm. you know, life's a tree, right? If relationships are a tree, right. I heard this this week and, and I was like, wow, that's so true. Some friendships, you know, um, our leaves mm. Mm. so they don't last in your life very long right mm. some others are branches mm. so they might be there to you know in a phase in your life mm. Mm. but branches break off mm -hmm. you want to have relationships that are roots mm -hmm. amen amen because those are going to carry you through your life right the roots yes. of a tree carry the, the, the tree for its lifetime right not the leaves nor the branches. The branches and the leaves, you know, fall yes. or, or break off. Yes, that's a great point. That's a great point. So you want to stick with the people in your life that are roots. Yeah. And we might not up, know that if are going to be supportive. Or, yeah, we might not know. You don't know until after. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know if they're a tree, a branch, or yeah, root, or a I've leaf. had a lot of leaves and branches in Me my too. life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, I guess with that said, we'll wrap up, Araceli. It's been an hour. And I um, I'd like to say once again, thank you for um, participating and helping me. Um, my pleasure. Doing this. I feel like... Um, if anything, there's been some good advice and good pieces left here on the trail for people to pick uh -huh. up and, and and put into practice in their lives or their relationships. Um, yeah. And um, 
I wish you a beautiful, blessed weekend, my sweet girl. And thank you, likewise. I hope you feel better. Thank you, baby. Well. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, that was the end of the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Palma One Radio, Palma Media. You have your repeat Sunday at 9. Thank you so much. God bless. Bye-bye.